What's up guys and welcome to another episode of Our Shared Experience. It's my birthday, May 28th, and uh, I figured let's have a little bit more fun with today and get into some, some dirt, some trash. So right now there is a new show out called Ultimate Tag. I am one of the pro taggers. It's a reality TV competition show and it was gnarly to film. It got real. And it's been like that on all of these sort of competition reality shows. So I'm going to start off with a very interesting fact that maybe you don't know. Maybe you're a hardcore follower of mine and you do know this. But um, I actually won a car on Let's Make a Deal with Wayne Brady. Me and my wife went on and uh, we won a car. <laughs> so I'm going to give you that story real quick. So if you're not aware... The way that Let's Make a Deal works is there's a big audience there. They tell you to get all crazy and hyped and Wayne Brady will pick people out of the audience to come down and try to make a deal. Um, and then it progresses on to the big deal. So if you had won a smaller deal and it's um, you're the highest valued small deal, then you'll go on to the big deal. So you might be wondering like, oh, that's cool. You like, what'd you do? You waited online. You got tickets to the show to, to um, sit in the audience and uh, you guys were wild or what'd you, what was your costume? How'd you get on? And in reality, the truth was that I, uh, you know, it was when Bree and I first got out here, we actually really needed a car. We only had one car between the two of us, which is insane in LA trying to make things work. Um, but I, I went on Craigslist, I was always searching and digging, right? You know, I talk about the hunger that I have a lot of times uh, and how I creatively am trying to like make my dreams become a reality. Well, one of the things I did a lot was I was going on Craigslist and all these casting sites and trying to find like cool opportunities. So I had found this casting for game shows and I was like, well, game shows are great because you win free stuff or you win a bunch of money and whatever, whatever. So. Um, I found this casting and what it was, it was actually a casting agency that didn't just cast one show. They brought you in on like almost like a general call, which means there's no exact purpose for you. Um, and at the time, Bree and I were newlyweds, so we knew that that was a very powerful um, TV friendly thing to be pitching and talking about. And uh, we ended up going in and doing a casting, sat down, you know, all excited, big energy. And um, she liked us. We, she, she said, uh, oh, you guys are great. Um, I'll let you know if I have anything coming up. Which is like, okay, you know, maybe a week from now, two weeks from now, I might hear from you. Maybe not ever. doesn't really matter. Um, and then the next day, she texted us and said, hey, I have a spot for you guys on Let's Make a Deal. Uh, you would just need to get some costumes and be there later today. So Bree and I were like, what? Today, uh, uh, so we like scrambled. We went to like Party City. We got a dog and cat costume, but instead of me being the dog and her being the cat, uh, which would be the typical, I guess, male female concept, we switched it up, and I ended up being the cat, and she was the dog because I did parkour and all this stuff. So, long story short, we get there. We're waiting online with the other general audience. Now I'm questioning, like, are we just like in the audience? You know, is there someone I tell or talk to? and say, hey, I met with casting, they brought me in. Uh, are we guaranteed a spot on getting on the show? And to be honest with you, I still don't know if we were, right? I don't think there was ever really a guarantee, but we, we played the game, you know, there's like, 
uh, if you, I mean, you probably don't know. So you go in, they actually bring you in a room and they have a, another casting director of the main show that goes through the entire audience and says, hi, you know, says your name, blah, 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 blah. And um, they write down a couple things. Maybe they make a note. Maybe they nod to their other person who writes down a little bit more so that they know that he thinks you're a good choice. Uh, regardless, we kept that energy up. We told our story about being newlyweds and freshly moving to Los Angeles um, and that I was also a parkour guy. And um, as the show progressed, we sat in the audience waiting, waiting, waiting. We're like, you know, going crazy. And then Wayne Brady eventually comes over and goes, you guys, come on down. So we go down. We're all like, oh, my God, this is happening. And we played a game called... Uh, I don't know, match or whatever. So they took two couples, they would reveal two prizes, and then on the card, I would write down which prize I believe we want, and she would write down which prize we believe we want. And then if we matched, we would get that prize. And um, believe it or not, because I'm literally not very school smart, very street smart in a lot of ways, um, I literally spelt oven, avan, like O-V-A-N, because there was a stove and oven up there. So Wayne Brady being as clever and uh, witty as he is, he's like, oh, I like that you spelled it the French way, Ovan, um, which very easily he could have been like, are you stupid? You don't know how to spell oven? But anyway, he didn't, which was nice. And we, so we ended up matching on a couple prizes. It was a total of, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars or something like that. And then um, the show continues. So at the end of the show, there's a, what they call the big deal. And the big deal is usually like a car, a vacation, some money, it could be all these different things. And there's three different doors. And um, we were not necessarily supposed to be up for the big deal because someone in front of us had already won a car. And the highest valued prize goes on to the big deal. But the big deal is usually like a car or that same value prize. So, the thing is, if you play the big deal, you forfeit all, any prizes you had already won and you have an opportunity of potentially losing more because there's what they call a zonk, which means you win nothing. It's like a BS prize. And then there's like a smaller, medium-sized prize. And then there's the big deal. So she said no to it, the woman who had already won the car, which meant it came to us. And we were like, yo, let's do it. We're winning a car. This is crazy. We've been manifesting and on the drive over. We were like, we're winning a car today. We're winning a car today. Um, so Wayne brings us down, he talks about parkour, which was cool, I showed him how to do precision on stage, which was really fun, and um, then they do the big deal, we listen to the audience, we had a feeling it might be door number two, so we went with door number two, they revealed door number one, it's jet skis, and we're like, oh, we could have won jet skis, um, and then they they reveal door number two, which is a zonk, which means we won the big deal, it was a car, it was incredible. Um, but the reality of the show was like, did we get casted? Did, you know, like, is this what you think it is? Uh, and I think there's this very interesting part of being in Hollywood, being behind the scenes, because there's a certain magic that is presented to the audience, right? Even when I work on major films, now when I go see movies, whether I was in it or not, the magic gets like scratched away a little bit. And I know a movie is really good if I can watch a movie and forget 
that I'm watching the movie. I, I can, if I can forget how the stunts are being done and how, the, how they got that shot or how, you know, oh man, it's pouring in the shot. The actor must be like really cold and like all of a sudden the magic starts to get ripped away because me as a worker in that industry is looking at the logistics of how they did something. And I think, you know, being a part of these shows like Let's Make a Deal or, you know, being um, in Ninja Warrior, uh, two-time uh, finalist for Ninja Warrior, did Team Ninja Warrior for two seasons. Being a part of that show is so different than the experience of watching it. And I think so many people actually don't even recognize or realize how much more difficult running that show, running that course actually is because the show itself is like intense. You know, my, my first two seasons, we shot at Venice uh, Beach in California at, in the middle of the night. Everything is soaked with condensation. You're wet and cold. You got there at noon and you're not running till two or 3 a.m. They told you to get up on stage and then say, hi, get ready, okay. Jesse, you good, you're hyped, your energy's going, your heart is racing, right? You're like, all right, I'm gonna do this, you're looking at the course, and then they go, um, actually, Jesse, come back down the stairs, we're gonna do your intro again. You're like, what? You, you as an athlete, a competitor, is like ready to run this course. After six, seven hours of waiting around, you're finally there, you've been warming up the whole time, because they keep telling you, oh, you might be next, you might be next, so you're warming up, cooling down, warming up, cooling down. So you come back down the stairs. Okay, lights reset, camera reset. And Jazz with a flare, you come up the stairs. Hey, what's up? You're waving to the crowd. You're hyped. You're ready to go. And they go, all right, come on. Actually, we're going to have you come back down, Jesse. Uh, we're going to have you run after lunch. We're going to take a two-hour break um, or an hour break. And uh, you'll be first up. What? You just, the adrenaline, the hype, the everything. that You're there. The energy. I have to get, I got put on ice, is what they call it. And Ninja Warrior, like, oh, you got ice, uh, which means that you were supposed to go and then you didn't go. And like, that's rough, man. That is an, that is an intense thing. And the show itself all of a sudden then becomes like, I don't know, it, there, there's a production behind it all. And for a lot of people who want to work in the, the industry because they love the industry, I, I beg you to sort of question that. If you love watching movies, maybe watching movies is enough, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. So, you know, breaking more into the, the show is like, wow, Ultimate Tag was insane. And I don't even know if a lot of the things that I, I want to talk about are even allowed to be talked about because the production of the show is so much more intense than what you'll see. You'll see 10 episodes of complete insanity. But the way the show was shot is like even crazier because we as athletes are shooting 10 episodes in a week or two of non-stop running and, and production and makeup and wardrobe and waving and this and audience and okay you think that Jesse ran stage one on episode one and stage two and competed in this and helped tag that person in another stage but in reality we ran all the first stages the same day ran all the second stages 
the next two days. Um, so as athletes, all of a sudden, you on, are sitting at home watching and going like, man, uh, chess is not that fast or always oh, out of breath. Well, that's because in half an hour earlier, I just had the longest chase I could have imagined. And like, so there's, there's so much more that goes behind the shows that you're seeing. And I don't know the value of you guys hearing this, except for maybe to tie it back to the idea of perspective, right? You have, we, we are seeing our own story. We are seeing the story we want in everyone and everywhere we go. You know, going to the mall, seeing someone here, seeing the, the, the person, your, your waiter. You know, I think being a waiter, if, you, if you've never been a waiter, I beg you to just do it. So I get a job being a waiter for a week because now every time you go to a restaurant, you'll have so much more respect for the person that is working. And yes, sometimes there's terrible wait staff and people are just rude and mean, but you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know the day they're had. You don't know what's happening at home. But even being a waiter, um, I worked a two, two wait jobs, uh, I think just two. Uh, one was at Ruby Tuesdays, which was a hell of an experience, and the other one was at a um, kind of smaller, private-owned, family-owned restaurant, and uh, both of those experiences forever changed the way that I look at waiters and staff, and I always try to tip um, as big as I can in the most appropriate way as I can. So, um, but it's that perspective, right? If I was never in their shoes, I could never really understand it. So. Try to put yourself in other people's shoes as much as possible because the more that you're able to get out of your own head, pop your own bubble, and see the world for what it is and not what you think it is, uh, the more healthy and happy of a life you're going to have. And um, I guess reality TV shows and competition shows is just a really fun example and metaphor for that that sort of thing happening. Um, I know there's a bit of a different episode and I hope that little end piece ties it all back in for you guys, but thank you for watching and subscribing and all the birthday wishes. Um, I appreciate you and uh, maybe for my birthday, if you've been enjoying this show, um, you can share it with a friend and subscribe for sure. Hit that notification bell if you're watching on YouTube. Drop me a like if you're enjoying the content. And if you're listening on any of the major podcast platforms, maybe today's the day you just stop, pause, and leave a review to help build up this channel um, because I'm enjoying this, and I hope you guys are too. Peace out. <laughs>